to the Hidden Healing Podcast. Thank you for stopping by to take a listen. I have a few questions for you. Did you grow up with a lot of adverse childhood experiences? Do you live in the toxic stress of fight or flight, feeling constantly triggered by things that make you feel unsafe? Well, you're in the right place. Listen in as I share stories and lessons from my journey in healing from complex PTSD. Listening to this podcast will help you learn to retrain your nervous system so that you feel safe and experience fewer triggers and learn how overfunctioning no longer serves you and how the key to healing lies in your identity and your somatic recovery. I hope you enjoy this episode. In today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about black and white thinking. Another way to say that is polarized thinking or dichotomous thinking. That's basically when you chunk things into two parts. And then the way I'm talking about today, it's like there's a wrong and a right. And that's how I'm using this term. I actually don't know if it's correct because I did a lot of research to try to find something that was more describing what I wanted and I didn't really find it. So if you know, let me know because I would love to learn more about it. But I do know a lot about what I'm talking about. I have been on this healing journey for quite a while. And so I've had to deal with this a lot in my life. But before we get started, I wanted to mention that today's episode is going to be a little bit short. At least I'm hoping. Um, I have been having a little bit of resistance toward the podcast. And I decided today to give myself some grace and just to go with what I had. I was doing my best. My episodes are usually about a half an hour. And I try to make them about that way on purpose because I feel like that's like a nice, strong conversation. So today's is not going to be that. And maybe you'll like it better. I don't know. Maybe I'll like it better. We'll have to see. So I think that there's a big reason why we end up with black and white thinking as people who have complex PTSD. And largely, I think the reason is because we're always concerned with our safety. Our mind is always trying to find ways to keep us safe. And if you can control things around us, then it makes it safer. Also, think about this. Knowing the rules to everything around us gives us a better chance of succeeding, which for people who have PTSD makes us think that we can, you know, hack the system and stay safe. But of course, we've got to consider two things. One is most of us aren't in that unsafe situation anymore. And so we don't need that kind of rigid thinking anymore. In fact, when I looked it up, it is described as a cognitive distortion. So like a distortion in our thinking, a thought pattern that makes people think in absolutes, it's all or nothing. So this cognitive distortion really keeps us stuck where we are. And in order to open up avenues of healing, in order to create change in our relationships, in order to do all these things, we really have to stop and take a look at at this part of ourselves and see if it's something that we need to pay attention to and start noticing and then start seeing how we'd like to change. Or if maybe we've already done this work and so where, you know, got a head start on the healing in this area. A reason that I really have thought about this a lot is because I was raised really believing that there was only one way to do things, and that's the right way. The most high 
value possible way to do things. The way that benefits every single person on this earth and in the heavenly skies. <laughs> That's the best way we have to do everything. And I really took that to heart. Um, I think I've told the story on here before where I believed that only prostitutes wore red bras. I don't know if that was on here, but if it wasn't, yeah, I actually believe that. Something that I had heard from my mom and I just took it that that's how it was. And so things like that really stopped me from progressing. You know what else it stops me from? It stopped me from having valuable relationships. Because when you have this cognitive distortion that there's only black and white, only this way or that way, and only one of the ways is right, it really separates you from people because it doesn't allow people to have freedom of choice, does it? And we're all so different and we can all do things differently. And not only do we have freedom of choice, but because we're all raised so differently. Last week I was um, sharing a conversation with my friend Nerzan. She actually grew up in another country. So if I was to honestly stick with my idea that black and white thinking is a correct principle or correct way to be, that would really limit our relationship because she was raised somewhere so different. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it's like there, but I'm definitely sure they probably do things differently than we do. So you see, if I had black and white thinking, if I kept that rigid part of myself, it would really keep Nerzan and I from being friends because at that point, everything that she did that I thought was wrong, I would be making a judgment on her and she would feel that and it would make our relationship uncomfortable. Thank goodness for my friend here in West Virginia. She was so kind to me and really, you know, bared with me while I learned this lesson in my early 30s about <laughs> how there definitely is a million different ways of thinking and of doing things. And I really appreciate friends like her who didn't just see my brokenness and dismiss me, but instead were friends enough with me and taught me that there are a lot of different ways to look at life. So I think it's really important when we're looking at healing from CPTSD and the things that we're doing and learning to consider our relationships because Something that is a trait of a lot of people who have this is that they tend to isolate themselves or feel alone, feel like they don't belong. And so in healing, we need to find community. And can you see how something like this would keep people at bay from us? Just keep them distant because they're having to figure out if they're going to offend us or if something that they say or do is doesn't fit in our rigid thinking. It's hard to be friends with someone who has really rigid thinking. So it really does give us a false sense of control, though, when we have this rigid thinking, because we think that we've hacked life and we've figured everything out. And so it's notice a false sense of security, because even though we may have this rigid thinking and we may make the people who are the closest to us live by this, it also makes them feel unsafe to be themselves. And so that's something that I had to go through as I was growing up, even into my you know, 20s and 30s, is figuring out that I did have choice over how I wanted to be and I didn't have to take my mom's exact values and make them my own. And when I had that freedom, when I understood that that was mine, it made me feel like I could like myself and like I could be true to myself. 
And I think that's a really important thing in the healing that we're doing. Another way that it affects our relationships is when we're trying to understand people's motives for doing something, whether it's to us or around us or to other family members or to our friends, it gives us the problem of not being able to draw correct conclusions. Because when we're thinking about why someone would do things, we're looking at two reasons. It's either this or it's this. When in fact, there could be a million different reasons and we don't understand them because we didn't talk to the person and find out why they do things the way they do. So again, it is blocking you from having those good relationships that make us feel connected inside of our lives and our community. And so it's so important to take a look at our thinking and see if these are words that we're using. Um, Always, never, impossible, disaster, furious, ruined, perfect. Because as I was reading more and more about this cognitive distortion of black and white thinking, it became really clear that it is a coping strategy to protect oneself. And it really, for a lot of people, stems from childhood drama. So it's worth taking a look at. Now, here's a personal experience that I've had. Um, I've been married for 24 years, as I said before. And my husband and I, we have what I consider a pretty good relationship. In fact, um, I've shared before in my episode on marriage that there came a point in time when our kids were older and we stopped and had to reset, like really clear the slate and start over. Um, Not like one of us did something wrong, but just wasn't working the way we were doing it anymore. And in that, we both made big changes and it was really incredible. But recently, I started having a lot of resentment towards my husband, and I didn't know how to get rid of it. So I talked with someone about this, and she also had the same problem or similar problem in her marriage. And um, I had heard her talking on a podcast, and she was explaining how all the changes that she made were wonderful and, and how much happier she is. And then she said the thing that shocked me the most, and that was, I thought that my husband needed to change. And when I hit that wall and, and I knew something had to change, I went to him and said, you have to change something. And she said, and then I went and I started working on myself and I started changing myself. And she says, and as it turns out, he didn't need to change anything. It was me that needed the change. It was me who needed to change. And I heard her say that. And I was so like, surprised I guess and and wow she figured that out and you could see that she was being sincere and honest and she wasn't lying she wasn't saying she's married to the perfect man or that she's the perfect woman or that the relationship never has problems but you could see in her that what she was speaking was the truth and so she met with me and as we were talking back and forth it was a conversation and she asked me about a situation in which I could share with her that was like an example of when I would be resentful. And when I did, she was a little surprised. And she says, well, doesn't he have the right to be who he is and how he is without having to change because you think he should or because you want him to? And it hit me in that moment. Like I've been working on on not being judgmental towards people for probably about two weeks now and really trying to refine that, which this is probably like the fourth time in my life, but maybe the fifth, that I've really worked on that. 
And so it hit me in that moment that I was judging him and, and by my own standards, trying to tell him how he had to be and how he had to choose. And again, it hit me and it made me realize that I was having that black and white thinking and it was like a residual. Yeah, I know black and white thinking is a cognitive distortion, but it was a residual effect of having that belief, another layer that I had to get rid of. And so it it did hit me hard because I think, oh, my God, after 24 years, I'm still trying to make him be who I think he should be and not who he is. And how wonderful could my marriage be if I would just accept him as he is and see his beauty and his big heart and his love for nature Mm -hmm. and for all of the things. And so it did. It made me a little bit sad for a minute because I saw my failure. But then it really gave me the compulsion to fix this, to learn how to accept what is, to stop my black and white thinking that he has to be this way or I cannot be happy. And so that's what I'm working on right now. And it's a big job because it's, you know, taking off another layer of what I thought was already healed. And so it's it's taken a lot for me to do this. In fact, today when I was with my son, I talked to him about something that I had mentioned to my husband. And he goes, yeah, I heard you say that. And I thought you could have done it a lot nicer. And I was like, what? How would you have said it? And he told me what he would have done and how he would have said it in a kinder way. And um, he even included, which the lady I talked to also included, asking him what he wants and how he feels. And in that moment, it my heart stopped. And I was like, oh, man, I just did it again after I said that I was going to be better. And it's happened to me probably like three times since I talked to her where I saw my big mistakes and I'm an open, open book. And so my kids know what I'm trying to work on with my husband. So two of my other children also pointed out a time this week when I did the same thing. And so I'm in the noticing stage. I'm in the noticing when I do these things so that I can see it, bef- you know, as it's happening, I can see it. And then soon enough, I'm going to start seeing this before it happens or like as I start to open my mouth. I'm going to go, oh, wait a second. I got to ask him how he feels or what he thinks or how he wants it. And so it's a part of the process. It's a part of the process of figuring this all out. And it's a part of the process of healing because you think that you healed one thing and then you've got to go back and do it again and see if maybe there's something you missed or something deeper that is coming out. And can you see exactly what I said? This is affecting my relationship. And it's not only affecting him and how he's not free to be who he is, but it's also affecting how I view my marriage, how I view him, and even now how I'm viewing myself because I see how judgmental and black and white thinking that is for me to be doing that. So I hope that this helps you to consider your own thinking. If there's something that you need to do there, if there's a way that you have any black and white thinking that is stopping you from being close to people, that's stopping the intimacy of closeness in community or in your own home with your own family. Because this is something really important that you are going to eventually come across to heal. And so maybe now is not the time, but if you keep this in mind, then when it starts happening or you start noticing it because you're ready, because you've peeled off other layers of healing and now you're ready for this, it'll be there and ready for you when you need it.
the information that is. <laughs> well, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I will be back next week to talk to you again on Monday. And there's one last thing I'd like to ask. If you know one person who could use this episode, please send them the link and share it with them. That's one of the best ways to grow podcasts. And I'm really trying to grow this podcast show um, to help as many people as possible. I really appreciate you coming every week and showing up and listening. And if you have any comments or thoughts, I'd love to hear them. So uh, you could private message me or direct message me on Instagram at clear concepts with Celeste or at the same name as the podcast, the hidden healing podcast on Instagram. All right. You guys have a great week.